Right, you um, clap or what? You didn't even do that yet. Or are you just doing what? my clap though? Yeah, I'll just use your clap. Alright, welcome back guys. <laughs> it's episode two. It's the awards. It is the yes. worst of. That there you go. So we got the worst song, worst, you know. Yeah. Worst ever. Well, I don't even know if I did worst song. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> you know, it was hard for me to find worst verse. Because like, did we do that last year? I don't think we did. No, wait. Shit. That, isn't that next week? No. Well, what are you doing this week? Not that. I have not filled that out yet. What, just worst verse? You done the other worst have, of stuff? I'm pretty sure I have, but I definitely have not done worst verse. Oh, you don't verse. have to do that then. Oh yeah, that's my bad then. Nah, all good. So I've got worst album, worst song, worst album rollout, least valuable player, biggest flop, who we missed this year, and then who we liked at the start of the year, but came to hate. And then biggest disappointment, did you do that? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't write it down, but I do know. Oh, what you it know was. what? All right. Well, doesn't matter about the worst verse then. All right. Oh, you can still say yours if you want. All right. So, what's our food? You you made a point of getting the food out right before we came on air. I did. <laughs> so, what is? Oh, wait. We need a drink first too. Yeah. What do you want to drink? We'll start uh, off with that. Solo, mate. Oh, solo. I wonder if they have this. I saw a lot. One of the videos had like almost two hundred views. What oh, one of ours? Yeah. Actually. Yeah, the one... I don't know which one it was. Mate, see, I watched the videos, mate. <laughs> it was one where you had two shoes on the front. One was like orange and one was like gr- green. yellow. Yeah, yellowy okay. green, yeah. There you go. That one has been getting a lot of attention because that was um something to do with TI. Oh, was it? No, I thought it was... Oh, it was the news and the shoes. Oh, yeah, so you would have just had the shoes up, yeah. No, no I, I didn't def- know where that, I definitely that saw. I, I definitely saw a lot of views, mate. There you go. Um, all right, so I'm going to, because we've got three packets of chips for three yep. shows. Mm-hmm. We're only doing one show right now, so I'll just get you to choose a number between Lucky one dip. and three, and I'll pick one out. Mate. We'll go out. Oh, got me in water. Mate, is that an option to choose? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only right that we're the number one hip-hop show. So, that is true. Well, I'll go with number one. Yeah, all right. Well, number one, something a little bit funky. They're Sun Bites Whole Grain Crisps. There you so go. So they're a bit of a healthier option. And the flavour is vintage cheddar and whole grain mustard. Mate, you're not bloody wrong. That's, that's top tier. <laughs> so let's give these a bit of a squiz. We'll review these off the bat. Oh, they smell bloody wild. I got the double. Oh, they're very strong. Mm. I don't rate it. They're all right. It's overwhelming at first. It sort of tastes yeah, a bit like Yeah, then it dies down yeah. a lot. The texture is subpar. But before we put it out, I did lose quiz last week. Oh, I completely forgot, mate. You're not even you're not even supposed to be drinking or eating at the moment because you're cheating <laughs> a little bit. All right, that one is for my wrists. Yep. If you want to chuck that on me, hang on. I'll All stand right. up for you. Does that hurt or what? No, it doesn't hurt, but like. It's not you can't break out of that one. One bit comfortable. I gotta like, I can't even sit properly. 
Because, like, <sighs> if I go like this, I'm down here. No. It's not the best, um, not the best look, but you want, you want one of these? <laughs> oh, he didn't catch it in his mouth. That was what I was going for. Alright. Uh, I can still, like, I wonder if I can get it to my mouth. Oh, yes, I can. Alright. Well. So what do you want to start with? Let's do... Well, what do we normally do on this show? I can't even remember. Like album reviews. Yep. Discog dive. Yep. We usually do song of the year, but obviously that stopped last oh, yeah. week. We're not going to do that one. So then there's just the awards. Alright. Well, let's start off with the awards. Let's start off with one that's not as big. We might say worst song or worst album for the... For the Towards the end. So let's do who we liked at the start of the year but came to hate. Yeah, okay. Who have you, who have you got for that one? Uh, it would have to be Knight Lavelle. Okay. Uh, you remember I reviewed his new album, uh, Good Night Lavelle? Yeah. And I was heavily disappointed with it because I, I did like him before that, but I'd never actually sat down. And um, I've got to turn me up. I'm quite. Fairly quiet at the moment. Oh shit and fuck me, this is difficult. Alright. Um, yeah, I never actually sat down and dissected him until that point, and then I realised how heavily he relies on his voice. Mm. Okay. It was like, he does have a good voice, it's very deep and really good for like sort of dark emo shit, which he does. But um, other than that, there's nothing. Like, he's, he rhymed funny. With tummy. That is, that's pretty whack. There you go. So, yeah. Definitely not Lavelle for me. Alright. What about you? Who did you grow to hate? Mine was someone that I actually put in my awards last year and I said that they would become big. Do you, know, do you have an idea of who it would be? Blueface. Blueface, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... Last year, I was, I was all aboard the blue wave, oh, the blue wave, the blue face <laughs> wave. <laughs> the blue wave face. Yeah. And I said that I actually gave his album most underrated of the year, which which will be on next week's show. Um, but yeah, and then this year he's just turned to pure garbage, mm. garbonzo. Like he just got famous, and like he just his music just got away from him. Yeah, he really had that Thotiana. Yeah, like, that was a, a banger. Like, and he really rode off that. But then I think he just sort of. Wrote on his coke's tails, never really, yeah, never really went further than that. So, Blueface, unfortunately, um, you are my uh, who I liked at the start of the year, but who I came to hate. But maybe next year he'll turn a new face because now I hate him. So maybe. (laughs) Well, Sean C described him as like he really does get the most from doing the least, and that is (laughs) incredibly accurate. Mm -hmm, All right, let's do. Maybe we'll we'll roll into our fifth best album review after this one. Yeah, okay. Let's do who we missed this year. Not really a negative one. This this one, but no. one that we missed that could have could have gone to great heights if they came this year around. Who are you going for? I think the obvious one is Frank Ocean. I had Frank Ocean there. Yeah. Yeah. He he did release uh, DHL and then. Was there one more, or did he leave? There was that? a couple. That was like, oh, there I was like there was three two. that came on streaming, but then there was like two that you could buy the vinyl. Of oh, okay. That weren't on streaming. Mm. Um, 
I think if we're including releasing singles, you could also include uh, PND, Party Next Door. But if we're ruling out all music, like artists that have released nothing this year. Oh, that's a tough one. I, I didn't can't. Know. Yeah, I, I thought for a while and I couldn't really I think of any. I might be that. Hmm. What, Frank Ocean? No, I had another one. I had, okay. I had Frank Ocean and some, like, I had my first thought and then Frank Ocean was a little mm. toss in there. Well, I think the one that goes, well, my pick goes towards Nicki Minaj. Okay. Uh, I did a bit of Googling. She hasn't released anything, and as far as I can tell, she's only done one feature this year. You didn't remember she retired, though. Yeah, remember so she that, said that that's why she's on my list, because she did announce her retirement. So, there you go. Yeah, that is sort of a big sort of, I don't know, we miss you kind of thing. Uh, talking about that, Eternal Attack apparently is on the way, but we've heard that. I did see we've that, heard yeah. heard that uh, before. Yeah, we, did, we have already announced that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you putting that in the other show? Oh, that is the news, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I didn't know you were going to say that. Because there was other Lil Uzi Vert news too. There was a fuckload of Lil Uzi Vert news. But my, who we missed this year, was Kendrick Lamar. Mm. No Kendrick Lamar album. Two years in a row, he didn't release an album last year. Yeah. He didn't release an album. He did release the Black Panther soundtrack, but I wouldn't count that. But that was last year too. Yeah. So, where is Kung Fu Kenny? Where's he gone? Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, and what's that, uh, what's Drake's album where it's like a drawing of him and it's like a side on view? Nothing was the same. Yeah. Where it has like the, like the clouds in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, as of like, I don't know, half a week ago, something like that. Right. It has officially been six years since that album has been on the Billboard Top 200. Right, it's been on for six years. Yeah. That's impressive. Shout out Drake for that. That is clutch. Mm-hmm. There you go. Alright, your fifth album was? Um, Let's do those. I can't even, I honestly can't remember why. I can't, I've had to do so much shit. Uh, The Recipe by Villain Park. So do you want me to run through my little mini review for that? Yeah, go for it, mate. Alright. I think I've switched my order around. That's why I said I didn't want to do it in order last week. (laughs) Because pretty sure the ones I'm going to read here, pretty sure one of them was in the top three. (laughs) So, um, we're doing two reviews for our awards, and then our main review. Yeah. Okay. So, my mini reviews, I've got one that's mini, and then one that's actually quite large. Okay. So, what are you going to do? I'll do... What's your fifth? Fifth is Villain Park, The Recipe. It is a really good mix of, like, old-styled hip-hop and new-styled hip-hop. I'm not usually huge on older-style songs. Like, obviously, I still like some of them. You know, Stan, for example, that we had a look at uh, just last week. That's... You can't not like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, they kind of just bore me. And I think it's partly due to the flows. They're a little bit, like, outdated. Um, nowadays, I think flows are very fluid. Like, they change quite rapidly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like you're stuck in one rhyme pattern for a whole verse. Yep. Um. But this project here, for the most part, has older style production with newer flows being spit over the top of them. Every now and then they'll have a track where the production's a little bit more newer, and throughout the album they'll have little breaks where they do use like older style flows. But it is very fluid in its style. It doesn't stick to just one sound like a lot of artists do. Uh, it probably does help that there's two of them. There's uh, smoke, smoke, or, no, Smokey and Bunge. 
smoky and bunch. Yeah. Um, but the sounds that those, those two create together are really interesting. Um, there's two intro tracks at the start of the project, but the first actual song you hear opens up to just both of them chanting, Hey, hold up. We got the shit sold up. And it is, it's pretty fun to chant along with. Uh, and then Bunge comes in with some fire. This, I'm, I, I cannot rap it as fast as he can. But he says, uh, Little neighbor on the block with a dream, with a pen in his hand and I'm plotting a scheme. And neighbors want to throw jabs like a box in the ring, but I'm rocky with mine, or like packing his prime. Uh, with my middle fingers up because I don't give a fuck like the neighbors in the hood with the beam that'll pull up on your set like sugar in the scene. And like the contrast of that high energy fast rapping, like I slowed it down because like I'm not a very lyrical man. Mm. Cannot make my mouth move that fast. Um, so the contrast of that like high energy fast rapping over like the low key beat is just straight up actual fire. Um, Stuck On It is another really good example of them combining new with old. I'm going to play a little bit of that. I'm going to skip forward to about 1 minute 35. Right, I can't stop eating these. Alright, I'm stopping after this one. <laughs> Have you turned? Oh no way. Like, I'm going to flip it around. Like, I almost you, ate the whole pack. Do you like them or like just are they still just okay? No, nah, it tastes pretty fire. <laughs> Maybe it's like the more you eat kind of thing. Yeah. No more. Alright. So getting back to stuck on it. Yep. So it's pretty low key. Let's skip them forward to a minute 35. So that's quite like Slim Shady esque. Yeah. And that's like fairly new styled production as well, like the very airy, sort of high pitched piano notes. Um, and yeah, like, I can't really think what's modern in it as I just poked myself in the eye with this thing. <laughs> um, I've got some scissors here. Could you cut this thing off? Yeah. All right, you geezer. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, there's a few like sort of piano, or oh, sorry, like violin plucks, but there's just something about it that's like more modern. Um, Rare form, though, I think that's peak. They just trade verses for the whole track. There's no chorus. Five verses in total, two to Bunge and three to Smokey. And before I go on as well, one thing I think I really like about this album uh, is that one artist isn't better than the other. Like, okay. they're equal. Like, you're not listening to one going, okay, hurry up, pass the mic already. Like, like obviously, on some songs, one outshines the other. But for the most part, they're very they're very equal uh, lyricists and rappers in general they bring equal energy so no matter who's on I'm enjoying it yeah which I think yeah it, it does help a lot it's a very level playing field um, but yeah Rare Form has very speedy rapping over some like boom bap drums uh, the melody is very new uh, it's got some pretty cool keys I can't really relate it to anything it doesn't sound like anything so I'll just uh, play it but it's it's the weird cat thing that I'm referring to. You'll know what I mean immediately. It's, um, I'm skipping to about 26 seconds on rare form. You know, like, wow. mm. And he's got like uh, some very just modern noises in there. 
like, I don't know what that squeak is, like a old, uh, but it's like an old swing set squeaking or something. There. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah. So it's very new style production on that. Very like, um, yeah, sort of sped up, um, like modern rapping, very high energetic, but still with boom bap drums. Yeah. So it's a very, very good mix of like old and new. Um, and then like throughout as well, it's got some little record scratches, giving it an older vibe as well. So there's like little touches from each sort of generation thrown in there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a very, very easy album to listen to because it's just like, it's unlike a lot of everything else. Um, it's very engaging and it would have been higher on my list if it weren't for some of the other albums that came out this year. There you go. So, yeah, give these guys a listen. They're not super well known at all and they definitely should be. There you go. All right. My number five album is going to be wait let me find it it is gonna be anger management by rico nasty and kenny beats what a great album that was like the the way that um kenny created like the atmosphere of like the the temper tantrum um yeah that like the songs at the start obviously it was a combined effort by rico and him but the way he could make it because kenny beats um and i said this last week when i did the review Kenny Beats has sort of been known to just have all his songs sort of sound the same across a whole project. Mm. But on this, they sound so different, starting so highly, such high energy at the start, um, and then fading all the way down. Let me get it up. Um, I like as well, you can sort of like just cut Rico Nasty out of it, and you can still get the context of the album from the production alone. Yeah, exactly right. Like, obviously, um, Ricky does... Ricky Rico does bring a lot to it yeah and like the project wouldn't be nearly as good without her yeah but that just speaks volumes to like the production side of it as well yeah like it's just really great like the song sell out towards the end is my favorite on the album a lot of people don't like it um but yeah I really like that one um but yeah cold cheat code um Hayden all really cheat great was it's only 18 <clears throat> minutes long it's only nine minutes and uh, nine songs 18 minutes and a lot of people did say that this album was too short and that they wished it was, was longer. And I agree, I wish it was a bit longer. Um, and hopefully in the future we get um, more uh, collaboration between these two mm. because they did really well. Do you but, reckon it would be as good if it was longer? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think that they could just sort of stretch out each song. Like nine songs isn't that bad, but if they were three minutes each, it's 27 minutes. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's only 18 minutes, so it's like two minutes a song sort of thing so if they stretched each song out again yeah. you'd get about 30 minutes worth of content and I think that's enough um, but just like another verse or something in yeah there exactly yeah. or even just like extend the verses for by a couple of lines and just intro yeah. and outro a little bit longer or something like that um, but yeah I think that they both did a really good job Rico Nasty this really um, she had the album Nasty well before this I wasn't a huge fan I knew that she was good at rapping but this mm. album really put it over the top and i called this um because this album came out in january was it oh no april sorry um and i called it as probably being in my top five um then and yeah it lasted the test of time um but yeah rico really put herself on the map with this and so did kenny beats and i think that mm. they garnered a lot of acclaim from this album a lot of people really liked the 
theme of this album, but also just the hardness of both the lyrics and the production. Um, and then obviously Rico went on to be in Double XL, along with yeah. other female artists. Who was it? It was, it was Megan, Megan Thee Stallion and the other one, Tierra Whack, I think, because there was three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was those three. I think you're right. Um, I'm gonna play the three of my favorite songs, which is Cold Cheat Code and Sell Out. But I also do like the song Big Titties just <laughs> because it's got a cool name. Um, I think Cheat Codes is my favorite. Yeah. I'm gonna skip forward. Oh, let's actually get a bit of the beat. So this is Cheat Codes, isn't it? This is Cold. Cold. Oh. Fuck, that is hard. That is a good amount of energy. Yeah, and that I, is energetic. Yeah, it's very energetic, and Kenny did a really good job of matching that energy because Rico, mm. in general, and like a lot of artists, they come in and set the tone. Yeah. And the producers have to match that. Yeah. A lot of the time, but also a lot of the time, um, it's like a partnership. Like sometimes the beat's already done. Um, yeah, and the artist and the has artist to rap has to, to it. Rap to it, but. You can tell that these guys worked really close in collaboration because it matches so well. I think um, they were like in the studio together, yeah, which I does help so a too. lot. Kenny has that studio in downtown Los Angeles, I think it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where, um, the cave is filmed. Yeah, where they do the cave. But yeah, they did a really good job on this. And I really like the skits that are like, it's like someone's talking to someone that's like a mental patient. It's like, yeah. oh, do you remember this? Like... Now that you've done this, like you've you're gonna do this now, sort of thing, and it's a really cool thing. But here we have cheat code, which features Bow Bower, and I, I think he's like the the he's like a house producer or something. He, like yeah, that. he does like EDM and yeah. shit. I actually liked what he brought to it. It was yeah. like it wasn't EDM; it was it like yeah. suited rap. Yeah. And I, I got to really give a lot of credit to. Um, Rico Nasty as well being able to shift because she's always been known as like this extremely energetic almost like violent like an explosive yeah. rapper that just sort of comes out and just sort of lays it all out on the track but she does tone it down and she does a really good job of matching the theme as well so takes two to tango in this sense and then we have Sellout which is her essentially singing mm. and then so we can see the beat switch already how, how yeah it's much, much more like melodic yeah than- yeah. Relax. She kind of sounds like a bad baby there. Oh, yeah. And I like that it, it also um, has a message to some songs as well. Like yeah. This one's obviously talking about um, her sort of relationship with fans and that like no matter what people say to you or to, to her, that like all that matters is your happiness. Like, And she's saying, like, um, I might still sell out, but I ain't no sellout. Saying, like, She's going to sell out all these shows, but just because she's rapping about this or that, like, it's for her fans and it's mm. not for anyone else. So, great uh, message on this album. Really great theme and great production and on-point rapping slash singing from Rico. So, yeah, great album. Worthy of the number five spot for me, in my opinion. Yeah. But let's move on. Spotify. Oh, yeah, 2019 rap. done the wrapped or the recap, rewind, whatever it is. So... I only screenshot two things, so I can always go into it. But what do you have for your top five artists of the year? Um, Wait, hang on. Can I get a drink first? 
Him. Same, same, mate. Oh, can you get in there? Yeah, I can. I've got another one. Come on. I'm going I'm back. Straighten the arms a bit. Going back to the chips, mate. Bang. <laughs> Thanks, uncle. Cool. Oh, that is painful. <laughs> All right. So, as I was saying, who are your top five artists for 2019? Um. Oh shit. You can mute it up the top. Oh, yeah, you can too. Um, how do you see top five? It's like one of the... It's like the fifth one across. It just says top artists. Oh, okay. It's in pink. Uh, number one was Suicide Boys. Uh-huh. Just fucking completely skipped it. Number two was Denzel Curry. Okay. I thought for sure he would be higher. Number three was ASAP Rocky. Which I can definitely see. Little four, oh, four was Lil Nas X, which actually did surprise me. Okay. And then number five was St. John. Because I did stream um, Ghetto Lenny Love songs a lot. A fair bit, yeah. So, now talk us, talk us through that list. Why, do you have any, do you well, have any doubts? Boys, um, I thought Denzel Curry would be higher. Right, so you think he would have been one and maybe Suicide Boys two? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I sort of forgot about the Suicide Boys, but I was listening to them a lot earlier this year because, you know, we went to see them in concerts. So I was yeah. listening to them like a week before that right? and then like a month after it, just sort of, you know, reminiscing over the concert. Right. Um, so, but yeah, that was like very early in the year, so I did kind of forget about that. So I thought Curry would be first. Okay. But then um, I completely forgot about Lil Nas X. I wouldn't. I don't know who I would put there instead. I think right. that's definitely well. You know, it's facts. You can't really argue it. But um, okay. yeah, that was when I reviewed his album uh, Seven, and I was listening to Bring You Down a lot because that is a fucking banger. Okay. But um, yeah. So I I suppose it's fair that he's there, but I just didn't expect to see him there. Yep. I don't know who I would put there instead, but. And then you have yeah. four was. Uh, number four I th- was Lil Nas X, wasn't it? Oh, and then St. John. Yeah, yeah. So there was Sosa Boys, Denzel Curry, ASAP Rocky, oh, yeah. Lil Nas X, and then St. John. All right. Who well, are your top five? Extremely similar to last year. Only one person different. Kanye West, Joey Perp, Frank Ocean, St. John, and Tyler the Creator, who's the new one, because he didn't have an album last year, so I mustn't have so listened to him. Who do you know who it was last year? I actually don't. Okay. I don't think I can even find that anyway. No, I don't think I so. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think that's actually pretty accurate. I think Frank Ocean was actually number one last year, but actually, no, Kanye West would have been. I think it was Kid See Ghost, you know? Oh, it might have been. Because they'd be separate artists too, yeah. um, Kanye. But yeah, I think that you honestly couldn't represent my musical taste any... Better yeah. than that. Kanye West. That does sum it up. Kanye West and Joey Perp, I think I would put them as two of my... Well, this is probably my top five artists like, in the world right now. Yeah. I might put Burner Boy up there. Um, Fuck, yeah, it's good. Probably, yeah, honestly. The, if I could... If I was to change something, it would probably be Frank Ocean at number two. I thought I might have listened to him more than Joey. Okay. But I definitely listened to Joey at the start of the year. I had a, I was in a Joey phase at the start of the year, so yeah. I can see why that happened. And who was your artist of the decade? I've only been a Spotify member for about a year now, so 
I don't really have too many. Yeah, I've been one for three years, something like that. Um, so yours is probably a wider scope. Actually, mine was mine was Joey Perp last year. Actually, my top artist. I think it was Joey Perp, Ty, um, Frank, Kanye, someone. Oh, Saint John and then Kid Sea Ghost. I think mm. if I was to have a guess. So who is your artist of the decade? It's right near the end. Have a guess. Denzel Curry. Post Malone. Oh yeah, he would have ruled you. The like last all of, of last. Yeah, yeah, I think. Last year and 2017, I would have listened to him a lot. I, yeah, Denzel Curry's only been to like a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember who mine was last year. It wasn't Kid Sea Ghost, it was Drake. Oh, there you go. All right. Oh, mine is Joey Perp. That makes sense because last year he was my number one. This year he's my number two. So, it would even out. Yeah. Um, but what is your top 10? Well, it's not our top 10 songs of the year, best songs, but what is your top 10 most listened to? That's in okay. there too. So what what does uh, Spotify think your top 10? So are we just going top songs 2019 and then doing the top 10? Oh, no. So we won't do the top 10 this week of our of the best, but we'll do the... No, so on Spotify. Yeah. Like I've got a playlist for top songs of 2019 and there's way more than 10 in there. Oh, no. Go from the... Um... Oh, the story thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because it should have... Oh, and how, how many minutes did you have? Oh, that's way year? at the end. Um, oh, here we go. Top. Oh, wait, there's only there's only five songs in the top songs, I think. Okay. Is there? Well, um... Yeah, there is only five songs. I didn't actually listen to as much, like many music, as many minutes this year as I did last did year. I. I listened to more than last year. Okay. But I was only a member for like two months or something last year. Yeah. I just screenshot it so I can see it longer. Yeah. Um, so 2015, I'm assuming I signed up like towards the end of the year. Yeah, okay. I did. Right. Because uh, I signed up for their Christmas deal. Right. Okay. So it was 314 minutes. Okay. And then 2016 was 400 minutes. Okay. So not much longer. 2017 it was three and a half thousand. Okay. Doing a massive jump up at 2018 for 47,000 minutes. Yep. And then this year was 20,000 minutes. Yeah, I was only 20,000 minutes this year too. Oh, there I you think go. I was much more selective with my music listening Yeah, this I year. think so too. Like, I didn't really listen to much music outside the reviews. Yeah. I, I, did, I did a lot. Like, I, I'm not going to say I did a lot. Like, and not say I didn't. But I was much more. Because this year I found a lot of... Um, I found a lot of... I don't know how to say it. Like, a lot of value in not listening to music. Like, yeah, I guess so. When I drove... Like, every time I drive to work and back, I only listen one way. I never listen two ways. So, okay. you could probably double mine to get a more accurate... No, I listen to mine both ways. No, only one but, um, way. I like to just sort of relax. And sometimes it's in, like, there. Sometimes it's on the way back. Yeah, okay. No, but fair yeah, enough. that's what... Well, um, I got a new job at the start of this year. And we're not allowed to listen to music while we work. But at my oh, last right. job, we were. Right. So, I was listening to music, like... Like, I was doing, like, 11-hour days like, at my old job. 24-7. So, yeah, basically. like, the 11-hour work day and then, like, half-hour trip each way. Right. Half a day every single day. Yeah. It adds up. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, and your top... Yeah, it's only top five songs. I've got a, I've got a bit of a meme one in there, but it's okay. because uh, Jazz and I, when we, when we go on trips, we like to play this song as a bit of a meme, but it also slaps a little bit. But give me your top five. All right, well, it should be on this page. You got it? Oh, that's way at the end. Yeah. 
Or is it somewhere else as well? Oh, no. Okay. So I'll screenshot that as well. So my top song was ULT by Denzel Curry, which is the opener to Imperial. Yep. So every single time I play the whole album, that's the first one. I don't always get through the whole album. So obviously you know, the last couple of songs aren't going to be up there. Yep. Then there's Gook, which I believe is the second song of Imperial. Right. Okay. Then there's Bring You Down by Lil Nas X, which I would say, because like as soon as it ended, I'd just like replay it over and over again. Fair like enough. Whole trips. Then there's Sayonara by Aries, and that was my top song of last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was, oh, no, I think it was, but I wanted to change it to Race Car. Okay. Uh, and then Me Now by Denzel Curry, which is my favorite off of Imperial. There you go. So out of my top five, three of them are from Denzel Curry's Imperial. And would you say that you've only had one that came out this year when Bring, Bring You Down or Bring Me Down? Uh, yes, that's correct. Would it? Does it make your top ten? Because I have two that came out this year, and they both do. I haven't done my top ten. Oh, you yet. haven't done your top ten. No. Well, there you go. But so it probably, oh, yeah. I like maybe like towards the lower numbers, like nine or ten. There you go. Well, my I'll have to listen to it again. My top five are "Location" by um, Sammy. Your location. No, that's not that song. Oh, not by Khalid. No, it's by um. I can't even think of his name. Dave and oh, okay, uh, Burner Boy. Um, who's up? It's not on Burner Boy. As no. if it's not Khalid's location. <laughs> That's have, a banger. Then we have Girls At by Jay Perp featuring Chance the Rapper. Yep. Then we have New Magic Wand by Tyler the Creator. We have Bestie by uh, what's her Bad name? Bad Baby. Bad Baby and I, Kodak Black. I That's went on a I went on a small road trip with Jazz. Um, did she play that week one? and a bit ago and yep she did play that <laughs> it was the first one she played <laughs> um, and Moon River by Frank Ocean which is another personal favourite of mine um, and it also says my top genre is pop rap so I'm a bit I'm a bit basic my top genre is underground oh there you go I don't know how they define that but maybe listens I don't know well underground hip hop is what they say but it gets cut off it says underground hip yeah but right. yeah, I'd say that's very accurate. Was there any... <laughs> my t- Okay, so it does tell you from 2018. So my top... Wait, Wait where are you seeing that bullshit? Right here, mate. So it'll tell you your top... Um... Wait, it should tell you from like 2015 onwards. Yeah, from 2015. All right, let me hear yours. Because I want to hear what you were listening to back in 2015. It was Drake Scorpion, apparently. That didn't even come out then. 2016 was Steve Aoki, which I would say so because I was quite ah. Uh, so it is, it's saying like this music defined your decade or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 2015 was Scorpion. So 2016 what's, was Steve Aoki because I was say top to song, top song, top artist. Uh, yeah. So 2015 was This Time by Drake. Right. 2016 right. was Feel It by Steve Aoki. 2017 was I Get the Bag. So that's, that's when I was going through my trap phase. So what's your top art? Top artist for that year too. Oh, Gucci Mane. Oh, okay. So it says both. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna wait for it to reload because I didn't take a screenshot of it. So yeah, that's when I was listening to the Migos heavy and like in my trap phase. 2018 was uh, Rockstar by Post Malone. And Post Malone was your top accurate. artist too. Yep. 
Then 2019 was ULT by Denzel Curry, and my top artist was The Suicide Boys. The Suicide Boys. Well, my 2018 was Never Recover by Lil Baby Gunner and Drake. Yep. Which is a banger. Still is a banger. And my top <laughs> artist for that year was Joy Perp, like I said. And then what else? Um, anything else interesting? Podcasts? No, the playlist. Oh, um... Joe Budden's The Pull-Up was the most listened to podcast this year, so shout out Joe Budden. How many how many country, countries did you listen to music from? Uh, I think it was 33. Oh, 33, mate. Mine's 23. Where the fuck do you see that bullshit? Uh, oh, there we go. World Citizen. Yeah, World Citizen, yeah. Um, yeah, 33. Lil Nas X in the US, <laughs> is what it says. Ed Sheeran from the UK, which oh, is I when I would have reviewed his album. Yeah, I didn't listen to any Ed this year, I don't think. Party Next Door, which is Canada. Yeah, I had Drake from Canada. Oh, yeah. Rich Brian from Indonesia. <laughs> oh, mate, that's where you get him from. You're getting the random <laughs> nations, mate. <laughs> I don't know who Tom Palmer Beats is, but he's from Finland. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Apparently, I listened to him a lot. Oh, well, no, it would have been at least once. Like just once, yeah. So, who did I say it was? Tom Palmer Beats or something. Because I went through a bit of a phase for like a couple of weeks where I would just listen to like lo-fi playlists. Right, maybe Tom Tom Farmer. What's his name? Tom Palmer. Oh, I don't fucking know, dude. Tom Palmer beats. Bro, my arms are getting so sweaty always touching each other. <laughs> that is going to smell in there. Mate, keep watching, mate, unless you've missed bloody... No, no, it's there. Tom there. Palmer again. Right. Tom P- Pa beats. <laughs> All right, so Tomp... T-O-M-P, P-A, P-A. Alright, here he is. Let's see what kind of music he makes. This is Monday Loop. I did listen to this song a lot. This is Monday Loop. This is Monday Loop. There we go. Okay, no, we solved see, the mystery. I'm going to see what my most random nation is. Okay. Right, <laughs> so we got Kanye West... Drake, mate, this is a good game, mate. Name the name where they're from. Okay, so Kanye is U.S. Drake. Burner Boy. Oh, Burner Boy. That's like, fuck. Where's he from? Nigeria. Oh, Nigeria. Sam Smith. U.K. PNL. <laughs> Remember them? PNL. Oh yeah, they're from uh, China. Oh, I didn't even say more. Oh, it just showed me five. That's yeah, yeah. That's what it does. So is PNL China? No, France. Oh, France. Oh, that's French right. Yeah. Guys that I reviewed. I think I was bitten by something on my eyebrow. Do I have a bite there? It's very itchy. Uh, your middle of your forehead, like where a unibrow would be, is extremely red. And it's been like that for like the whole show. So I don't oh, know thank if you for just, telling me. I didn't know if it just happened then or I didn't know if you were aware or not. Oh, it's quite itchy. Maybe it was bitten. Do you want another one? Nah, mate. All right, let's move on to... Let's get back to the news. Uh, the... Awards. Let's do worst album rollout. Okay, okay. What did you put down? Um, Jesus is King. That was just a screw around. How it was meant to come out oh, like yeah. last year, and then he said it was coming out this day. Then it came out the next day, and then yeah, he, I think that's better. Then he was like, "Oh, I'm just fixing it now," and then it just randomly came out at like three in the yeah, morning. Yeah, didn't or announce it or yeah. anything. What a weird, what a weird... And then Kim Kardashian announced it like three months before and was like, oh, it's coming this week. And then she's yeah. like, oh, it's, just have faith. It's coming this Friday or something. And then he did no, all I those... No, I think um, Yandi was worse. Oh, yeah. Well, that never came out. So <laughs> it wouldn't even make it on the list. 
But then he had all those shows where he played the movie and yeah, weird. But he came out and it was it was decent. It was decent. So what do you have for your worst album rollout? Uh, DJ Khaled's Father of Assad. I'm we're gonna get on to DJ Khaled. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because he's in a few of my other ones. Um, for months coming up to this album, he's just shouting Father of Assad everywhere, like. Like, he's sort of saying it as if it's equivalent to I'm God. Right. Like, it's just a normal-ass kid who, like, he's nothing special. Yeah. No one else cares about Assad. Um, but, like, even now that it's been out for a while, he's still trying to promote it. He's still saying, Father of Assad. And, like, it wasn't even his album. He just, like, got other people together and they did it. Yeah, he's cooked. Yeah. He is a cooker. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do biggest flop. Okay. Again, for this one, I have a blue face. He just flopped like off the face of the planet. He had so much hype behind him. Yeah. And like literally, when was the last time he made a hit? He was thirty. <laughs> like, he literally hasn't made a hit since he made a what, hit. What were hit? What were his two main ones? It was Thotiana and? Oh, there was a few. Like Dead Lokes. Oh yeah, Dead Lokes is one I'm thinking of. Um, respect my crippin. Ah. There was a few others, but yeah, he just no, he blew just his finish. shot. But he might come back. Like, obviously, you don't have to release like constantly release albums or yeah. hits to sort of like you can sort of come in waves. But he definitely had like a lot of hype. Like people were talking. Like no one really talks about you. If you're bad. And that's why people were talking about Blueface. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he's rapping off beat. He's so bad. But he was still generating, like, massive amounts. And then he worked with, like, Lyrical Lemonade. I forget that guy's name. What's his name? Cole, Cole Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, he was working with Cole Bennett. And he was working... Like, he had these big features. And then he just tossed it all away. Well, mm. I don't even know. Like, what did he do? Honestly, I don't know. So, hopefully... He can turn it back around next year, but 2019 was not the year for Blueface. He probably no. made a lot of money off his old stuff, but he definitely wasn't generating any new revenue. But got a whole lot of new money, though. Yeah. What is your? What do we do again? <laughs> biggest biggest flop. flop. Without a doubt, it would have to go to Chance the Rapper. Man, I'm going to talk about him later. <laughs> <laughs> like. He has had some of the best albums of the previous years. Like, I reviewed Acid Rap, and I gave it like a 9.5 out of 10. I have listened to Coloring Book as well. That would get a very similar score. And then he just fucking drops this bullshit. It was a bad album. Like, Hot Shower is like, hot shower. higher than a ladder. Yeah. It's a and then, what else does he say? Oh, he talks about loving his wife a lot. Loves but like, his wife, and then he... Oh, Super know. Saiyan Manga. Yeah, that's in Hot Shower too. Yeah. Can't believe I reviewed that album. What that a was, disgrace. That was a very bad album. Like, we... I think pretty much everyone had very high hopes for that album. And pretty much everyone gave it, like, a zero or a one out of ten. Like, I think without a doubt, biggest flop would go to them. It was go to him. dreadful. Yeah. All right, and last one before we get back into our number four review. Let's do biggest disappointment because then we only have two left after that. So, yes, let's do biggest disappointment. Yeah, okay. 
Go for it, mate. What? Can't even see where I've. I, I know I've written that down somewhere. No, you said you say. thought of it before. You yeah, no, you and write I did it write it down. Oh, yeah. Like when I was talking about that, but I can't even see where I wrote it down. Uh, but it would have to be Khan. Khan? Used to listen to that man a lot. It's spelt all capitals K, full stop, A, full stop, A, full stop, N. Full stop. So would he be in contention for someone you liked, but now don't? He was yes. in contention? All right. Um, yeah, I, I used to listen to him a lot, and he was very he was a very fast rapper, and he could do, like, a whole song rapping very fast on one breath. Right. Like, I, I don't know how he did it. Like, he's got, like, a third lung or some shit. Right. But he's, like, he was very, very talented in that sense. And I, I understand that you can't rely on that for a whole career, and you can't run on that, and you do need to branch out at some point. Mm-hmm. But when he released, I think it was called a Requiem for a Dream or some no, a Requiem for a Dream Deferred. I don't yeah. fucking know what that that means. Right. But it was such a letdown. Like, I, I know that when I used to listen to him, that's pretty much what I listened to him for: fast rapping. And I was like, trying to challenge myself to keep up. Right. Um. But he didn't show one ounce of that at all, and there was no good wordplay or lyricism or anything like that. Like that's all he's got. Like it's basically the Night Lavelle of fast rapping. Okay. Where they're just relying on their voice. Right. And yeah. everything else is shit. And that was it. And yeah, I think I rated it like a three out of ten. There you go. And uh, yeah, so that would definitely be my biggest disappointment because I was expecting good things from that album. There you go. So what was yours? Biggest disappointment for Rob was Khan, or K double A N with full stops in between. <laughs> Mine was Beast Coast. What a letdown that album was. Mm. Uh, Escape from New York. Oh my gosh! I will say that everyone had high hopes for that. They'd been teasing this since like 2011 or 2014. Yeah, One of those. Fucking ages. Like it, they was they were teasing it for ages. Like they obviously had um, Joe Badass, Nick Vicious. They had a bunch of names, obviously, Flatbush Zombies, um, CJ the Fly got, what's his name? Fly, CJ Fly, or whatever his name is. They had a bunch um, of people. Um, but yeah, this album really let a lot of people down. I will say one song um, did make it onto my top 10 list because that song slaps hard. But the rest was just a letdown. Like the whole thing just fell flat. We used to flat well Flatbush Zombies, um, and all those guys um, being really. I spilled. You spilled some. A lot. We're used to them I being fucking really lift good. it properly. <clears throat> you didn't lift it properly. No, I can't. Oh, you can't. Um, we're used to them being really good lyricists and bringing stuff to the table that no one else does, and they just didn't do it this time, unfortunately. And I think a lot of people were let down with the basicness and the surfle the surface level raps that they were going for. Like, people could predict these raps. Rappers, like, you didn't even have to be a rapper to know what they were going to say, which for someone that's like a lyricist, like, when Eminem comes up, even at his old age now, like, he's going to say something and he's going to rhyme, like, any random words together yeah. and it's going to sound at least good yeah, and cohesible. make sense. Yeah, cohesive. Cohesive. Yeah, not cohesible. <laughs> Um, That's not very cohesible. No. And I will talk about Eminem next week, which is in the good part. So maybe I've got good things to say about Eminem. But yes, 
<clears throat> and I'll talk about him um, when I do my next album review too. I feel like that Lord of the Rings cunt. I don't know. Like, Smeagol. Yeah. Smeagol or whatever his name is. So, like my precious. Yeah. That little fucking golem dude. <laughs> I heard a good joke the other day. You want to yeah. hear it? Of it's course. About, it's about Star Wars. I don't know much about it, but you'll you'll know it. Okay. What is What did Yoda say when he found out he was in 4K? Like as in the resolution? Yeah. Oh, I've got no idea. HDMI. <laughs> That's actually pretty clever. I, I do that like one. that. That one, I rate that one highly. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I'm definitely retelling that. <laughs> um, but yeah, HDMI. <laughs> Oh, Whoever thought up. of that? That is yeah, that's off to them. <laughs> that is top tier. That's comedy. <laughs> Not even I could come up with. Yeah, that's just peak. <laughs> Honestly, who thought of that? Genius. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Beast Coast Escape from New York really let me down. But collaborations in the past between individuals of that or, or like groups um, have gone off really well. So maybe they can recapture that. But I did say when I reviewed it that there was a bit too many chefs in the kitchen. They were trying to fit. <laughs> they were trying to that. fit like ten people on every single track. When maybe yeah. it would have been better suited to maybe do like three or four and just do it. Yeah, more and especially out. considering they don't all make the same style of music. Yeah, so you'd have one come in hard, and then yeah. the next one would just be like sort of singing an auto tune. Yeah, but it's not going to work. The one and um, I think I cut myself. And when you got. Ten, when you're trying to fit 10 people on, you're, you're only getting 20 seconds each and you can't yeah. really get into your rhythm. But that's the biggest disappointment. Let's get on to number four. We've got a review of number four. We've got the last two. Then we have our actual review. actual review. So hit me with your number four, which is, I'm assuming, your longer one. It is. Right. That is uh, The Iliad is Dead and The Odyssey is Over by Merz, Ninth Wonder, and The Soul Council. It's the longest fucking title of all time. And it was so hard when I was like uploading videos because like YouTube would just keep saying this title is too long. I'm like, I can't like shorten it, <laughs> you know? But anyway, um, this right here, ladies and gentlemen, is a good album. All right. I remember I just picked this one out like just randomly because of the long name and it ended up being my fourth favorite of the year. Like, imagine how many gold mines we don't know about just because, like, we decided to pick a more popular album at the yep. time. Like, we've there's probably, like, some A1 artists out there. Like, several that we just are not aware of. I found some really good ones this year. I think I... Yeah. Do you think I went a little bit more out or did you? I think we were probably about I equal. Think, yeah, I, I tried to go out, but if there was one that would, like, garner more views than right. something, I would go that and one. And I think... I think I got luckier with mine. You I think definitely I got did some, get luckier. Some bigger ones. I, I'd obviously heard of Crying Apple, and I mm. sort of did pick him for that. Last year, you got very lucky. Yeah, but I got Marvy. I got yeah. a few that I just randomly pulled out, but it did backfire a couple times. But yeah, well, these two are pretty much my only two, like Merz and Villain Park. Yeah. So yeah, every other time I tried to branch out, it didn't really go too well. But um, yeah, so. <clears throat> Now, I think this album, for the most part, should score higher than number four on my list. 
but there's things in there that really get on my nerve, like a lot. So it is lower than you know what it, what it could have been, I guess. Right. Uh, but obviously, I, I will get into that. But I'm going to start out with the positive stuff first because I'm a positive guy. I'm a fun guy. I'm a swell guy. Get a little sugar in me. <laughs> um, the first track is The Hulk. And straight away, Moses rapping, like immediately, within the first second. And he comes in hard. The beat changed me into a beast. I started knocking out teeth so other rappers can't eat. I'm from the streets, not the sidewalk. They listen when I talk. Another rapper dead and they're saying that it's my fault. I have no recollection of the vivid vivisection. I will not be blamed for your neighbours' imperfections. My locks are like antennas, mixing predator with venom. I murder them to the rhythm. You got a crew, then send them. I'm two decades deep. You neighbours should have stayed sleep. Since the late 90s, I've been spitting with the same heat. Like, that is just cold, and you know that it's true. Um, and it, it is rare to find lyricism like that. Obviously, if you go to Seek It, you'll find it. Like, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar... But like, I feel like those guys are being drowned out by like the drip rappers. Yeah. You know, it is, it is harder to find solid lyricism. Um, so stumbling upon this as well, it was a good feeling. Uh, skipping forward a couple of songs, My Hero, I think, takes the award for the best storytelling of the year. Uh, it runs through the life of a stripper slash prostitute. I have gone into much more depth with this song on my actual review of this album, so you can check that out. It's on the same channel if you want to hear more of this. But for now, I'll sort of just I'll glaze over it a little bit. Uh, it starts out with absent father, crackhead mama, traditional recipe for childhood trauma, right into this world so racist, so sexist. It's like setting the groundwork of like a like a fucked up person. Yep. And then. After a couple more lines, he goes, Everything was bad but got worse with when her titties came. Shitty way to say it, but that's how they saw it. The predators and pedophiles that watch from the closet. They pose as her best friend, her boyfriend, her brother, her doctor, her lawyer, her pastor, her lover. And then he starts to explain how the downward spiral begins. Revealing clothing, her body on a shelf. She put it all out there, except for how she felt. Her depression was hidden, expression forbidden, because men take advantage of vulnerable women. Which I think is so fucking good. Like, I love how it's two lines in one, or two rhymes in one line. Yeah. And then the second one is like one rhyme. I think that's, like, really clever wordplay. Uh, and then he explains that she found someone who would keep her safe. Everyone was scared of this man, but for a good reason. Sell sex in the US and no one protects you. So pimps and the pushers is who you connect to. Women, they judge you. They hate you, reject you. The oldest profession, yet no one respects you. So you deserve to be held captive, trapped in the basement with a sadistic bastard. Which is, like, fucked up to think, like, someone deserves that. But I feel like that is how society sees it. Like, society sees, like, a prostitute, if they're in a bad position, oh, you chose that path. Yeah. When in, reali when in reality, they didn't. Yep. Like, it was pretty much their only choice. Um, like, I think if 
if I was in that position and it was between that and like stealing and making someone else's life bad, like I feel like that's the more selfless choice. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then um, a couple of lines later, he goes on to say, you don't ask for help. You think no one will care. They'll look at you, say that you chose to be there, like you chose to get raped because the clothes that you wear. And that's pretty much like the end of the song. Like he, he says that while he was sleeping, or while she was sleeping, she... Oh, no, sorry. Okay, go back. While this sadistic bastard was asleep, she shot him with one of his own guns that he keeps in the house. Uh, so that's sort of like how the song ends. But like that is some excellent storytelling, going from like the start of this woman's life to the very end. Like I think that's really excellent. Um, and yeah, I'm a sucker for some good storytelling. Then in the next couple of lines... Um, no, wait, sorry. Another song with a similar angle is Fuck Them. It shows both sides of an abusive relationship, which I think is a really cool concept. First verse is from the girl's perspective. Came up behind you, he tried to put his dick on you. And you was trying to be serious. Don't let him calm you down. You're supposed to be furious. And it never did sink in. He'd slip up and he'd blame it on the drinking. But it would happen every weekend. And you still couldn't leave him. What the fuck was you thinking? And then the second verse is from the guy's perspective. She say that you cheatin' whenever you ain't together. But when's the last time she caught you cheatin'? Never. She insecure about everything she do. Her pops was a cheater, so you a cheater too. She likes to yell a lot, going through your cell a lot. Post thirst traps when she mad, she a jealous thought. And then the chorus basically just tells each person, you should leave. That's the better option. Uh, and I did say this in my review of the album as well. But I wish that there was a third verse where he just like talks to both of them. Right. Like as if he's sitting down explaining how relationships should be to the both of them. It, but it kind of just ends after he says, break up. Yeah. So I, I think like it could have been better, but it was still a really, really good like concept for a song. Um, the last of the good for this album would be Sin. It's another good st storytelling one about him cheating on his wife. Uh, he opens up about needing some warmth in his winter because the girl's name is Summer and it happened in November. So I don't know if that's actually true or is invented for that line, but either way, I think that's actually some really cool wordplay. And that's also where the name of the song comes from. Sin, Summer in November. S-I-N. I thought that was really, really clever. It's a very good uh, double Eric Andre. And then he's, he, uh, he starts out by explaining how he first started to get to know this woman, this, this absolute mistress. Um, she just asked me about my day. I didn't see the harm in saying okay. She said, just okay? There's got to be more. Understand at the time me and wifey was at war. She opened up the door and I typed a couple paragraphs. The next couple nights we would meet there and share a laugh. Until I missed a night. The next morning I checked in. She asked, are you all right? I said, yeah. She hit me with a, I missed you. Honestly, right there, I should have known there'd be an issue. But we continued to chat. Just a little conversation. What's the harm in that? And I like how that's like just a normal ass conversation, but everything rhymes throughout. It's similar yeah. to like Stan. Stan yeah. yeah. Like it sounds completely like that's how a person would talk. Yeah. 
like the conversation isn't twisted to fit a rhyme like that's just i think that's really impressive um so yeah you can see that he's regretting that it's happened and he knew that the whole time he shouldn't have been doing it but deep down he wants it and he's just justifying it to himself um so that like he can feel okay with it on the surface level and then he finishes the first verse off with if wifey found out i knew it would offend her the last time we kissed i couldn't even remember so like that's him trying to justify it to himself and then at the start of the second verse, he tells the tale of their first shared night at a hotel. And then he moves on uh, to when he comes home for the first time. But once we checked out, it was back to reality. Except I had a secret that had eaten my morality. Bad men, eternally. It seemed like an eternity. And then he starts explaining that he began to plan a whole holiday with this woman. Um... Like, they were going all the way to Brazil together. He says, It got so real, and I was so scared. I would risk everything if I chose to meet her there. And, well, where was I at home? Jacking off every night, eating dinner all alone? Which I think sort of is, again, him trying to justify it to himself that, like, this is what I need. Which is, like, a very selfish way of thinking, but, like, that's just him trying to justify it to himself. Um... And then he finishes that verse off by saying it's the best he's ever felt. Finally, he's found the love of his life. Only problem is, it's not his wife. Then in the third verse, he explains that he got his passport and visa on the down low. Every time the phone rang, he was going outside. And he sort of, he suspected that his wife knew that he was cheating. Um, and then I'll read out like the most of this verse because it is banging. The morning of the, f oh sorry. Yeah, the morning of the flight was the day I finally told her. I'm leaving for Brazil, and when I get back, it's over. She held back the tears and just said, I figured. What she said next to this day, I can't forgive her. Didn't matter, because I was on a flight to be free, to be with somebody who loved me for me. Went through customs like one, two, three, then hopped in the Uber to the Airbnb. She said she'd meet me there, but she was nowhere to be found. And when I checked my phone, I almost broke down. She said, I have a confession. I'm a mother and a wife. I thought I could leave them and just start another life. I couldn't break their hearts, so I chose to break yours. I know you're going to hate me, but I hate myself more. I know I fucked up. I know it's not fair. But we'll always have the summer in November that we shared. And that is some solid fucking storytelling there. Like, It's kind of like the, the TV show Dexter in a way where you're rooting for the villain. Yeah. Like, I know... Like, you can sort of see in the story that he shouldn't be cheating on his wife. Like, that's wrong. Just, like, as soon as you're starting to doubt the relationship, talk to them or break it up, do whatever. Don't, like, cheat. That's fucked up. But, like, you're sort of just wanting him to be happy as well. And when he, like, leaves the whole country, like, sort of completely ruins his life for this woman and she's just like, nah. Nothing. Like, you're like, oh, shit. Like, what are you going to do now? It was you. <laughs> like, it's really, really good storytelling. And I, it honestly is comparable to Stan. Yeah. Like, it's really... Like, the sort of... When he says, like... Oh, when he's, like, reading out her uh, text, like, um, I couldn't break their hearts, to, so I chose to break yours. You're like, 
fucking that is cold. So I think that's excellent storytelling. Um, now onto the bad stuff. He had a song called Unicorn Glitter, and it was basically just how wonderful a vagina is. Right. Uh, he was saying to make it real good, start doing kegels. Make sure you clean it. And it's a myth that tampons stretch it. It's bullshit. There you go. Well, I don't understand why it's a whole song. Like, I do agree with everything he said about the vagina. It is a myth. Do need to do kegels. Like, yes, clean it. Hygiene's important. Right. There is a lot of, like, misinformation about the vagina in general. But, like, why is that a whole-ass song? And why is it on the same album that, like, you know... Sin and fuck them is on. Right. Like, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Like, compositionally, it makes no sense. Um, and finally, on High Noon, he says, Yeah, High Noon on these neighbours. Like, I may as well be from the moon on these neighbours. In a whole different world, like shroom on these neighbours. No mask, but I'm gassing like doom on these neighbours. Yeah. Now all the white kids can sing along. But don't forget the privilege and the baggage you bring along. Yeah, it's one time for the culture. I'm only trying to teach you. I'm not trying to insult you. Like, I just think it's unnecessary to have that in there. Like, maybe I'm wrong about how I'm seeing this. Let me know in the comments what you think about, like, my thoughts on this. But, like, it wasn't me personally taking part in enslaving a whole race. That was someone else. Right. I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to go around just saying the N-word any time because, like, that's just disrespectful. Like, I understand the impact that that word has had in the past and still has. But that doesn't mean that you can hold that shit, like, over my head. I had nothing to do with it. I'm still going to be respectful and try my best to not insult people. So, like, I, I kind of feel like it's unfair that this can be said to me and that I'm in, I'm in a position where I can't really respond. Right. Yeah, I so, saying that. so I I think it, it would be okay if he went on and spoke about it a little bit more in like an educational sense, but like he just moved on from that. Yeah. Like, and I think the society has actually done a fair amount of good work in the past five, maybe ten years with racism. I, I feel like with like um, alienation in general. Like, I feel like we're a much more inclusive society. Yep. And I feel like saying this is just undoing all that work. Like, it's putting a divide in between the races. And, yeah, it it just feels like taking a step back to me. So let me know if I'm wrong on that. But, like, I feel like that's just... Like, I, I obviously, I understand that the past, like, it's incredibly fucked up and it needs to be reflected on it. It needs to be acknowledged. But I feel like constantly bringing it back to that, going like, no, you're white, you're not allowed to have an opinion. Right. It's like, for something that I didn't even do, I feel like that's just unfair and taking a step in the wrong direction. So let me know what you guys think. I think it's a little bit unfair, but obviously it was unfair to what happened to, you know, black people in like the 1800s. But, you know, I, I feel like, the next step is just to, to move on, to make a better society, more inclusive of everyone. And this is the wrong direction. But yeah, let me know, let me know what you think. Uh, but moving on, the rest of this album, I honestly did really, really enjoy. 
And I think it has definitely earned its place at number four on my list. There you go. All right. So that, that I did waffle on a lot then. What is your number four? My number four is Freddie Gibbs and Mad Libs Bandana. I really, Banana. Banana, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this album. Um, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10, which is actually higher than some of the other albums um, on the show. But I think that this album sort of did lose replayability to me. And I do think Pinata was slightly better, um, like in a head-to-head. So I would have to put it slightly lower, but still fourth best album of the year um, is still something that I'm playing a ton. What was that? It's a hose, oh. bud. Yeah, so the um, number four is uh, Bandana. I really enjoyed it. I really liked the features on there. Um, we had... Um, who do we have? We had... Let me let me get it up. I can get you the exact features. We had Pusha T and Killer Mike. We had Anderson Pack, And we had Yasin Bay and a Black Thought, which I thought was a really great... Um, it's only a small list, but it was really great. They did really well. Um, and the song with Yasin Bay and Black Thought, Education, was just insane. I'm going to get the lyrics up uh, one time for the one time. But uh, yeah, really enjoyable album. Obviously, Mad Lib just puts in work. He's the highlight of this album um, to me personally. I think Freddie Gibbs, Gangster Gibbs, um, brings that hard street style over the top, but he's just never going to be on par with uh, Mad Lib, which is pretty crazy. Two of my al- The two albums I reviewed today um, were both um, producer um, and artist. And this one yeah. came out on my birthday too. Yeah, that's right. It did. Um, but you yeah. just doxed yourself. Yeah. Pranked. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, this it it did really well because Madlib knows how to make the sort of grimy beats and. But yeah, I really enjoyed the the mixing on this. Again, was a bit muddy, much like a lot of Madlib's work because mm. he works on like a, I don't even know, like a typewriter or something. It sounds like half the time, but. It still comes through. Like, the greatness still comes through without the highest production, which is insane. Like, no one can sort of get away with what he gets away with just yeah. because of how high quality it is. But, yeah, my favorite song on that album was Palmolive, and it just goes nuts. I'm going to play a little bit of it, but that's the one with uh, Pusha T. And, like, his verse is one of the best verses that I've ever heard Pusha T spit. I'm going to read um, Pusha T's verse, and I'm going to play... Killer Mike, um, Freddie Gibbs's. So he goes, look, real bars are the ill bars. These scars are the only proof that they couldn't kill guards. My coke hand is still sketching out my memoirs. What I did to door panels on them wind stars. Oh, gem stars left cuts in dinner plates. It's new stash spots. The AC just didn't ventilate. Take over your blocks. Young neighbors assimilate. We all break bread like going Dutch on a dinner date. Oh. And it's just, um, it's crazy. And then the bezel on a ballon blue do the tenache. The bitch told me two-tone rollies were too blase. Like, Ooh. that's just... That is hard. How do you say How do you say blase in a rat? Like, that's just hard. Yeah, um, yeah and then um, PTSD from what I weighed on the digital. It was a snowfall and Reagan gave me the visual... Obama opened his doors knowing I was a criminal. 
Oh, that's hard. That is. I like how he includes like two presidents. Like yeah. he keeps that going. That's yeah. nice. That's hard. And uh, I'm gonna play um, Palm Olives here. Oh, that's a nice beat. I'm a sucker for like vocal samples. Yeah. Is it the speakers or is the artist quite like drowned out by no, the beat? He's drowned out. Yeah, I thought so. I do kind of like when that's done. Yeah. Like you got to sort of pick and choose your moments, but like, yeah, it can be very impactful. Yeah, I think one of my favorite lines on the whole album is "Vladimir Banana Clip moving with Russian collusion shooters." Like, oh. think that's just hard. And then what did he say here? Twenty eighteen. I'm wait. Oh, in nineteen ninety eight, I sold a Glock nineteen chopper. Twenty eighteen, I'm finna reclaim my fucking time and cop the rolly flooded. Ooh. But then I didn't like when he said, on this song actually as well, when he talked about being an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> what did um, he say? He said, uh, what I think did he I say? remember you saying this. Maxine Waters, fuck your poison, keep your vaccines office. And then, yeah, it was weird. I do. Th- yeah, that's right, because that's when we got into the whole conversation about it. That is dumb. Like, vaccines obviously have their place. Diseases have gone away for a reason. Um, but, yeah, like you said when we were talking about that, don't get a vaccine if you don't need it. Exactly right. Especially if it comes with side effects. Like, if it's something to protect you for a disease that's only in Africa and you're not going to Africa and it's got a side effect of hair loss, don't take it. Exactly right. So yeah, do your research. Yeah, but that's not what this no album review is about. All the album is about, um, actually. But yeah, all the show really great collaboration <laughs> between two um, legendary artists in their yeah. own right. Second collaboration, not as good as the first time, but the sequel's never as good, really, is it? No. Um, but yeah, go and check this out. Number four on the album, it is a good one. There you go. Whenever someone says the sequel's not as good, for some reason my mind just straight away goes to Shrek. Shrek two. I think that's sort of... Um, I feel like Shrek 2 is kind of on par. But as you go through the, like, you know, all the prequels and then the, the threequel or whatever the fuck it's after prequel. Trilogy. No, because prequel is like the third one. No, prequel's before. Oh, yeah. What's <laughs> the third like one? Like the trilogy. What would you call Shrek 3? Trilogy. Yeah, the third. So yeah. What's the fourth one? So I've got like six now. Yeah. There's like Shrek Christmas or some bullshit. Like they're all shit. I think Shrek 2, I think that's, I don't really know, but I think that's universally said to be the best one. So maybe the second one is better than that one. Well, the first one is like Lord Farquaad. The second one is... I literally don't know. Is that where they go to the fairy land or whatever? (laughs) Um, Far, far away. Yeah. And then Shrek 3... Literally never seen that one. I've seen it, but I can't remember what it's about. But I, right. I think I would say Shrek 2 is the second. But anyway, that's not what this show is about. All right, let's this do, show is fucking long enough. <laughs> let's do worst song. Hit me with your yeah, worst okay. song of the year. Hold up. Oh, right. sh- I'll hit you with mine. It's Hot Shower yeah. by Chance the Rapper. Just pure garbage. <laughs> I'm not even saying anymore. You're next. Go on. That's fair. Okay. Worst song. Where is that? Fucking. This one is a tie for me. Right. Um. So, be glad I managed... Like, there was a lot of shit this year. You're not wrong. A lot of utter trash. Like, last year was big for, like, massive albums. This year was big for shit albums. Yep. So, be glad I managed to get it down to two. Stop complaining about 
not bothering to narrow it down anymore. Shut the fuck up. Um, complaining about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's Icy by Logic featuring Gucci Mane. I did have Logic in mind for the worst album, but I didn't go for that. Yeah. That's the one where he's like, I'm Icy. I'm cold. (laughs) And he sounds like that French French fry fucker from The Simpsons. You want fries with that? Oh, the kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know he's. Honestly, sounds like that. And then How I Look by Twister. I've never even heard that song. Just because well, that's when he released his album. It's not inherently a bad song, but the man's talking about his drip. He's talking about, you know, his clothes, how good he looks. Twister drip. How I Look. He's like, what, 36? Older than that, I think. He, came, like, he was around in the 90s. Hey Siri, how old is Twister? Forty-six, and he's talking about his clothes still. <laughs> Grow the fuck up, bruv. Like that song is shit. That's the entirety of the song. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't cheat on that one either. I I didn't even consider Chance the Rapper. There you go. Not All saying right. that you cheated because I didn't know that you were going to go Chance the Rapper. But yeah, in all honesty, I think those two are. Worst songs. Oh, wait. Well, no, we didn't even do least valuable player either, so we'll do that one now. Who is your least valuable player? First one that came to my mind is Drake, so that's who I'm going to go with. Right, okay. Do you want yeah. another one? Because you're shaking it like you're thirsty. Oh, no, no, no. Not of this, no. Okay. All good, mate. So you hit me <laughs> um, with your reasoning for Drake. Like, he obviously did release stuff onto streaming, like his older things, but he hasn't released anything, not even a single. He's only done a couple of features this year. Only one comes to mind, but I know he has done more than that. Um, but if you just like removed him from this year, nothing would change. Like things would be the exact same. Yeah, he did release those two songs, "Money in the Grave" and oh, that yeah. was another one because it was in like the when after the Raptors won the title, they yeah he released two, but yeah, nothing that moved the. Yeah. Move the what do they move the needle? Yeah, yeah. It was and I, like, like no, I feel there was no um, like the Richter stale didn't move. Yeah, there was no um, no way. Hotline waves, bling. Mate. There was no yeah. What's the other one? The big nothing. one. Nothing. God's plan. God's plan. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. It. God. There was no God's plan. No hotline bling. No care for me. What yeah. was that one called? Oh, care for me. Care for me. Care for me. That was a little missing. Oh, what was the... Oh, was um, the, uh, Kiki, yeah, do you one, love me? Yeah, that yeah. Yeah. That one, yeah. Like, I feel like with an artist as big as he is, you need to have at least one big thing per year, at least. Yeah, you screwed over my um, bloody prediction. <laughs> yeah. No, working, no, no. Not working with Post. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, I think, like... Yeah, for someone as big as he is, if you were to take him out and there'd be no changes, that's pretty bad. So, yeah, he's my least valuable player. All right, for me, I have DJ Khaled, just because (laughs) it was bad. It was a bad year. Father of Assad was trapped. The only good song was that one, the Nipsey Hussle one, where he had, like, the tribute to Nipsey and all that. That was lovely. I liked the first one. That had some very nice, um, um... like Rastafarian vibes. It just was a bad album. I only listened to it like twice, so... 
And it's it not is even quite really bad. that. And it's fucking long as well. Yeah. It's like an hour ten or some shit. But the thing that really tipped it over the edge was the whole Tyler the Creator. I make music for for people to listen to or whatever he said. That's just dumb. <laughs> yeah. But like, and he didn't even make it. Yeah. Like <laughs> he didn't make any music. Like he made no. like the background. And sometimes he's not even the only producer. No. How can a producer like have a, a lot producer? of times? Ah, oh, fuck. Stab what did myself you? In the foot. <laughs> but a lot of the times he didn't produce anything of a song How like can any you part have a producer featured on your track what are you doing yeah. <laughs> as a producer featured <laughs> but yeah that's basically um, that's mine all right so let's move on to worst album of the year um Drum roll. night lavelle's good night lavelle there you go um i think i'm just viewing this one as the worst i don't know if like What's it called when it's not contextually? Like, objectively. I don't think it's objectively the worst, but to my life, contextually... No, you're thinking of it subjectively. Is. I don't, think I don't fucking know. To my life, it's bad. Right. To other people, it might not be the worst. Right. So you don't like it. Why don't you like it so much? Is it because, uh, because of the high expectations? Or? Yeah, like, I, I sort of... I know him as a dark light. Like, right. that's a fucking banging song. He produced that himself. He wrote that himself. He rapped it. He shot it himself on an iPhone 4. Right. And the music video is actually good. Like, that's a real... Like, the the vocal sample that he uses... Again, I'm, I'm just a sucker for vocal samples. I'm going to play that uh, just a little bit so you can sort of hear what it's like. Snippy, snippy. Like, you already know that this is just dark and hard. And then he comes in with his deep voice. Right. Like, that is hard. I haven't sat down and dissected that song. Maybe that's what the problem is. But he's just like... Before I sat down and dissected this album, to me, he was the king of dark, ambient vibes. And then when I sat down and listened to what he said... Where it's like, this shit ain't funny. Feel it in my tummy. Are you my mommy? Like, it's... It's not good? That's definitely not good. Like, that is trash. Alright, before you go on another tangent, your closing message to Night Lavelle and Good Night Lavelle? Get good. Get get good, Lavelle. Like, he's just... stuck. Like, in all honesty... I didn't expect it to be a masterpiece, right. but I, I didn't. I just didn't realize how much he hides behind his voice. Okay. He does have a good voice, and he needs to stop relying on it. He needs to try and improve himself. He needs to try and like. And all right, last you know, word of in, of improvement. What, how can he improve? What's just one one thing. More like, not basic rhymes. Okay, so like obviously, if you think money, you think funny. funny. Tummy, mummy. Right. You want to go a little so, bit further. Yeah. Don't go surface level rhymes. There you go. Like you don't have to have good flows when you're doing that type of music. You know, just talking like a mumbling is fine. But you've got to have, you've got to have rhymes that are past a first grader. All right. There you go. And my <laughs> worst album of the year, you can all guess it. 
Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper is the big day. (laughs) It's just bad. I'm not going to touch on it. It's just horrible. What a disappointment. It could have won literally all the negative awards at this point. (laughs) It honestly could have. It was not good, but I have faith in Chance because he's made three good albums. Well, two good albums, one great album, and now one bad. So yeah, he's I've uh, I've not lost complete faith in him now. He's he's gonna come back. I have a feeling, <laughs> but I don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe he can work with Kanye West, like was promised last year, um, to happen this year, but it didn't happen. Well, unless we get lucky in the next couple of weeks, but I doubt it. Um, yeah, Chance. Unfortunately, you have the worst album of the year, in my opinion. So I, I would agree. Let's move on to our final. Segment. We've been going for a while, but hit me with your review of... Bones, I Feel Like Dirt. Okay. Um, Bones is like Vegemite. You know, you either hate him, you either love him, or you only like a little bit of him spread out on your toast. You know, a couple of songs here and there. Right. But for the most part, nah. Like, you can't listen to too much of him. Too much Vegemite, like, that's bad. Not for me, mate. Oh, I, 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 I love Vegemite and I love Bones. There you go, mate. But I, I feel like Perfect he is like duo. like Vegemite. Either love him, absolutely hate him, or can only tolerate a little bit. I feel like that's the perfect description of Bones. Um, I could be wrong in saying this, but I believe he was one of the founding fathers in lo-fi hip-hop. Uh, he usually raps over like a synth or a pad-based beat, with trap-style drums and massive distorted bass lines. He switches his flow from like a mumbly-rumbly type of sound to rapping very quickly, and sometimes even branching out into aggressive screaming. You can't lock him down into one genre. He just does it all. Um, Obviously, this is a bit of bias because I personally like him, but I think he does sound good in each genre that he tries. Um, Chrome is a very good example of showing all of these in, oh, so I'm going to play it and skip to about 40 seconds. So this is like a mumbly kind of sound. And then like half a minute later, at a minute 18, he goes much more aggressive. And very quick as well. Like the end of that verse was like screaming and now he's just going off all in the same song and it suits it matches like nothing feels out of place for that um aren't you a sight for sore eyes is actually a very different sound and i'm all for it um oh fuck me i just typed something um it's a very relaxing guitar beat which he has done in the past that's nothing new but he's rapping very quickly and with very little energy or, like, effort in his voice. Oh, I'll, I'll, I will play it. What did I say it was? Aren't you a sight for sore eyes? Mm-hmm. So it's a lovely, nice little sample there. Like, you know, you're in for something pleasant here. And this also feels like sounds good. Then skip into 35 seconds where he sings. Obviously, he's not a great singer, which is why he's like sort of masking it by singing softly. But I feel like that really suits the style of song. And I I think that's what he's really good at mastering. 
in uh, the second bridge of the song, I've put a little timestamp in there, and I don't really know why. It's at 125. Yeah, that's a good line. So it says, and it be like that to the line go flat, to the line go flat. So basically saying he's, he's going to work hard until he's died. Yeah. Which I think, you know, that's always a pretty good message. Um, and then after that, this is why I put the timestamp. Here we go. He just harmonizes for a bit. Obviously, it's still quiet because he's not like a, a talented singer. But that sounds good. He knows how to work within his limits, which I think Chance the Rapper does not know. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, I don't know, it just sounds good. Um, in When Was the Last Time, he does a little bit of auto-tune singing, which I can't say I've heard from him before, and it, it does sound good. I'm skipping forward to about 45 seconds here. Like, that's not like anything that Bones has done before. But like, this does sound good. It's not bad. Yeah. Like, as far as auto-tune goes, like, that's that's pretty good. Um, but then, like, it's also not what I listen to Bones for, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Like, I like chicken schnitzels. But if yeah. I'm feeling like a taco, I go to Taco Bell. But then if I get to Taco Bell and they just say, oh, we're out of tacos, but we've got chicken schnitzels, I am going to be a little bit disappointed. You know, so although he's good at that, I'm not seeking him out for that. So when I get that, I'm like, oh, okay. This is still good, but not really what I wanted. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of unfair on, on him to say it like that. Because, like, he's just trying something new, and it's still good. And it's yeah. not his fault that I'm not there for that. But that's just sort of how it is. <laughs> um, and then No Offense, None Taken is a very pleasant song, very lo-fi drums with some super pleasant piano notes playing over the top. And Bones is just talking about how he doesn't care about money or clothes or jewellery. He just cares about music, and that's it. He's not making it in order to get something back. He's just making it because he likes it, and that's it. He just talks about packing up and leaving for a forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to live in a little cabin with a skylight and just live on solar power, off the grid, as some would say. Uh, he's got a pretty funny lyric in there as well. Uh, as soon as I grip the mic, I kill it. How rude am I? <laughs> That's actually that is pretty clever, um, but the album as a whole, it's not content heavy. It's not a powerful album, and it doesn't really have a purpose. It's just there, and I feel like that's a lot of Bones albums in general. And I think that feeling comes from him not having his music for any reason, other than him just liking it and wanting to do it. But that's not a bad thing. Um, it's. It is a pleasant album to listen to. It's got a very good vibe. And I think if you like Bones or most lo-fi styled music, you will like this album. Uh, it's quite different to a lot of stuff, as most of Bones' discography is. Um, even from like similar artists, because he just like uses words that no one else does and sort of branches out into different subgenres every now and then that no one else does. But like in uh, Singing in the Rain, he says... My infamy is different, see. I'm on a new frequency. Like, 
that's just different. Um, the album never really picks up. It has a few low points, but for the most of the time, it just stays consistent. Um, for me, the album shines the most when you're doing other things, like when you're driving, when you're studying, like cleaning up. Uh, it's good to have this background music, but if you're sitting down and analyzing it and dissecting it, it is a little bit weak. So I'm going to rate it a 5 out of 10 because it's heavily dependent on mood, what you're doing, and personal tastes. There you go. It's, it can completely change what it sounds like. All right. All right, well, I am doing WWCD by Griselda. Now, you had your prediction last yep. week. Worldwide Cocaine Dealers, and I do know that that's wrong. Oh, you do know what it stands for? I, I can't remember it, but I have read it. It is, What Would Sheen Gun Do? <laughs> that's right. But there's no G in there. What would Sheen do? <laughs> I don't know. Is Sheen Gun one word? No, it's not. No, two words, yeah. Oh, well. WWCGD. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't do CDG. No, CGD. Yeah. I don't so they know. could, I don't, I don't fucking know. Anyway, this was uh, the first album that uh, Conway, Benny, and West Side Gun have released under Slim Shady Records, which is called... What's it called? It's just called Shady Records. Yeah. So owned by Eminem, um, and they decided to release this as a group project. Um, and Conway said that he wanted to put the rap game in a chokehold and really cement his place in the rap game. He said that he wasn't changing anything from his previous styles, so that's why this album does sound a bit like um, older stuff by all three of these guys, and I think that this is not the best stuff that they have. I think all three guys have better albums. Tanner Talk 3, um, Supreme Blind Tell, uh, and um, El Camino or whatever that one is by... Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Machine Gun, uh, Conway the Machine, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, <laughs> Bro, it's fucking hot. It's not that bad, actually. I didn't no, think it was too bad. Look at my leg. I've been touching legs and now there's sweat there. That's grim. Um, lick it? No, that can be your punishment <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said that they just wanted to smother the game. They didn't want um, anyone else to really dominate this year and... Uh, these guys are known for putting out mass amounts, but also high quality, which is yeah. something that a lot of people don't do. A lot of people either put out a lot. A lot of people lot. can't do. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. It's either Frank Ocean, quality, not quantity. Yeah. Or like... Migos. Yeah, where it's quantity, not quality. Exactly right. But yeah, these uh, these three guys really um, said... They, they really aim to just bring the same energy, same tenacity, same vibe... Um, now that it's on a much bigger um, stage with Eminem, um, who is on this album, Eminem, 50 Cent, Raekwon, The Chef, and I think there was one more feature. Oh, no, there was a few more features. Bro, A.A. Rashad, um, and Keisha Plum, oh, and Tione, Denise, and Novell, which is crazy. They've got some crazy names on this one. Um, but yeah, this album was much like a lot of the other stuff. So if you have heard Supreme Blind Tell, Tanner Talk, um, albums like that, you'll like this. Um, but like I said before, I just don't think it's um, the best, the best version that these guys could come mm. with. Um, I'm going to play a little bit, and there's actually 
a, a producer that these guys use called a beat butcher, which matches quite okay. nicely with Benny the Butcher. Yeah. Um, and they're not even like friends or anything. Well, I think they're friends, but like they didn't come up with that together. Yeah. Also, like separate entities yeah. before. Yeah, one met. guy's from UK. Like, okay. Beat Butcher's from the UK. So, pretty. So cool. how does how does Eminem fit in with them? Because that's like two completely different styles. Oh, they're pretty similar. Like very lyrical, very. Well, like I, I suppose so, but like that. Well, their sounds are very different. Their content is incredibly different. Yeah, but um, like does he match them well? It's only on one song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't. It, it stands out. Eminem stands out. Yeah. But like, it's not like if, like, I don't know, Taylor Swift or Katy Perry or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that, or like a little pump or something. I just, I feel like it's like going from a softcore porn video to like just straight up heavy BDSM. <laughs> Why do you have you to know, bring like... that into the show? I'm trying to get sponsors. Subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. So you've got like, I know Eminem isn't very like PG or politically correct, but he's definitely more pop than these guys who like, you know, would not hesitate to teach you how to cook crack. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> like, I, don't, I feel like I that's a fairly to... solid analogy. <laughs> there you go. That's a cooking crack or Eminem. Two ends <laughs> of the spectrum there. Um, but yeah, these guys did really well on this. I think that a lot of people will like this album, especially if you haven't heard of these guys. Like, if this is your first introduction, because it's such a major, um, such a widespread release now under Shady Records. Um, they did the same with Boogie as well. Shady Records, they did really mm. well. Shady Records and Eminem have been notorious for signing talented artists and not doing anything with them. And now they've sort of really pushed these guys forward. Like a lot of guys, like Yellow Wolf. Yeah. Um, there's some others that just signed under the guise of, oh, this is Eminem, one of the greatest ever. I'm going to become big and then nothing ever happens. But luckily... Um, Yellow Wolf Dove does have that one banger, though. Does he? I don't know what it is. Is it the one with Eminem? I know he has one with Eminem that slaps pretty hard. Uh, no, he's got another one that I, I prefer a bit more. Um, oh, fuck off. I keep pressing the wrong shit because I don't have enough thumb room. Uh, oh, Till It's Gone. Yeah, isn't that uh, with Eminem? Uh, no, it's not. Are you sure? There's definitely... I've heard that song and I swear it had Eminem. Maybe no, I've just heard it. Oh, You're thinking of Best Friend. Oh, that's it. Yeah. But I have heard Till It's Gone as well. Yeah, Till It's Gone is, I think, Yellow Wolf's best song. Um, Till It's Gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me get up some of the better songs. Cruiserweight Coke has one of the hardest intros. That even sounds hard. Cruiserweight <laughs> Coke. <laughs> this... This, people are saying, and I would have to agree, is one of the hardest opening verses of all time. Definitely Conway's best opening verse. And it just, like, this really sets the tone. It is the fourth track in, and they do have an intro. But, yeah, this really does set the tone right after this. It really picked up. Before you hit that. (laughs) If I was going into this with no context, don't know who these guys are, and I heard Cruiserway Coke, I would... Imagine these guys to be so like guys to mix like crushed up washing tablets with cocaine, right? Making it obviously a very dangerous product, right? Just to make money, and they don't care, they right. don't care if they kill you. <laughs> Honestly, they probably have done that. <laughs> like, that's sort of like 
taking cruiserweight cocaine. That is fucking hard. Like that just seems like something they would do. All right, let's listen to cruiserweight coke. Wait, cruiserweight coke. Yeah, cruiserweight. Wait, how do you show me the? How do you spell that? Like cruiser. Just, just show me. And then a space, and then weight. What does that mean? Like it means someone like it's it's like a wrestling term. It's like someone that's small. Oh, like oh cruiserweight. Yeah, like you're like a smaller. Like you got heavyweight. Okay, so cruiserweight small. Yeah, you so it's just a small amount of coke. Oh, mate, the way they're rapping. <laughs> <laughs> this is heavyweight coke. 10, 10 kilos of coke and whatnot. That is like half a mil. <laughs> Mate, probably Going off OT Genesis's uh, thing, like fifty <laughs> k. That's a kilo. <laughs> OT Genesis, what a what a god! Mate, that's who we should have done. Who we missed this year? Yeah, bloody OT. All right, here we go. Cruiserweight Coke. I like. The, I don't know. Bird sound. It's the closest thing I can relate it to. I like that noise. I love how it's like, like effortless as well. Rocking my big jewels. <laughs> God, that beat is so cold yeah, as well. They did really well. Yeah. And then Benny just doesn't let up. Oh. Oh, jeez. Like, one of my favorite um, lines from that is... Where did it go? Um, where did it go? I, can't, I don't even know. <laughs> I've lost it. Oh, well. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is a really great... And then, like... They just have the most iconic uh, ad libs at this point. Like literally, fucking nailed that. And then, hey yo, like that's like every West God song. I know a lot of rappers do like the, but I feel like he just does it different, and it's like his own thing, you know. I suppose other rappers go like. 27. He does 27, and that's just in the interlude. <laughs> like, that's... Oh, that's not even... Like, he's not even doing that just as the ad-lib. Because he does that ad-lib more. And then, yeah, it's just... It's, it's like just his own bloody verse. Yeah, it is. And then we got uh, Bang, which is the one that features Eminem, which I did actually enjoy. Um, this has my favorite line on the album. I can definitely find this one. Um, this is by Conway the Machine. He says, "The Mac by my pelvis, in my helmet lang. The oh. shells will bang, make everything out of your helmet hang." Oh, <laughs> Jesus! That's hard right there. That's hard. That's right one there. of the hardest lines I've ever heard. The Mac by my pelvis, in my helmet lang. The shells will bang, make oh. everything out of your helmet, helmet hang. hang. That's hard. Oh my god. That's hard. And then, ah, uh, the mayo jar was Hellman's when I swelled the cane. Then Ooh. I wrapped the yayo up in cellophane. My Ooh. shooter got Dame Lillard from the elbow aim. I thought of that while I was courtside at the mellow game. Bricks are off white, so I imported some. Whipping Ooh. all night until the morning come. Still pitching long nights until the fortune come. That's big checks. On the side, like off-white Jordan ones. <laughs> that's pretty clever. I like it when artists say, "Like that's where I thought of this." Yeah, like that's pretty. Like it's like a breaking the fourth wall kind of moment. Yeah, but, like kind of better. I like that. That's big checks on the side. Yeah, like, the off-white Jordan ones. That's hard. Yeah, and I liked it. my shooter got Dame Lillard 
My shooter got Dame Lillard from the elbow aim. I thought of that while I was courtside at the Mellow game, which, if anyone's keeping up with the NBA, Dame Lillard plays for the Portland Trailblazers. And Carmelo Anthony, like two weeks ago, went to the Portland Trailblazers. So did he make that line like two weeks ago? Did he think of that like <laughs> extremely recently? Because like, there's no way he's going to add Mellow and Dame yeah. Lillard. Like, that's so opposite. So like, did they come to... I don't know. I don't know. Did you write this whole thing just two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then I liked Benny's opening line. Yeah, I was listening to Stan with Coke flipping in the pan. I brought enough quarters back to go to scrimmage with the Rams. Ooh. When it comes to my plug, it won't fit in the sedan. And can compare an us, you can't do that. That's like Timberlands to Vans. That's hard. That is pretty hard. And then uh Timberlands to Vans. Official that took only a second, that is hard. Official only, you know that? Pistol under the floor mat. Been been hated on more than Jesus. Locked up more times than Kodak. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, Kodak is dumb. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like Eminem. In the middle, I really didn't like Eminem's part. But then he did bring it back. Um, but yeah, it was too generic in the middle. He's like... Um, yeah, but I think of those rappers I slayed and buried like every night and every career I might have killed. Sometimes I say a prayer and I wonder if there is a heaven for a G and if so, is the sanctuary nice? Studios for rap like Coolio shooting craps at Gangster's Paradise. Like, it's cool. Like, it, but like anyone could have said that. Yeah, and he sort of sings it as well. But then he goes ham with... Um, but just don't compare alike. Instead of comparing me, pick a fair fight. Compare me to lightning. That similarity striking. Oh, compare that's me, dope. Compare me to Jaws. Compare me to Manson, Marilyn, or Charles. <laughs> compare me to compare me to Nas, Biggie, or Park. Do not compare me to that Iggy bitch or all this <laughs> Milli Vanilli hip hop. And that, this is where all that silly shit stops. Compare me to the pistol that triggered this thought. The semi, the Glock nine. No, the semi, the Glock. Nine millies get cocked. I'm sending a shot. Don't come around with them floss raps trying to stunt. Compare me to, compare me to Meek. Big wheelies get popped. Oh. One by one, compare them to scabs. I'm picking them off. <laughs> They're going home to fuck Nicki Minaj. Ah, compare me to Diggity Daz. Yeah. And then it just sort of breaks down into more bad accent raps but I do like that he says I ate her twat like a tater tot <laughs> uh, and then oh I did like the, the one of the closing lines he says uh, y'all look like the charred remains of Charlemagne the god <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking brilliant the charred remains of Charlemagne oh yeah. my god how has no one said that yet yeah it's, uh, Holy shit, that's genius. Yeah. This whole album, like, definitely go and check this out. I've just really read through some of the hard lines because Yay. when you listen to Griselda and Eminem, like, you can't even really review Eminem, like, especially yeah. the old stuff. Like, you can't just say, oh, he said he raped his mum and. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> out of context, yeah. it's yeah. nowhere near as good. Yeah. You exactly. have to listen to it. So and you have to experience out. it. I only did two. It's probably a bit of a lackluster one, but we had so much to do this week. We had. Yeah. Two album, we had three album reviews. All Each. That. Yeah, so I'm going to cut this one short. Go out and check this out. My favorite songs are uh, Cruiserweight Coke, uh, City on the Map, which has 50 Cent, Bang, and then 
literally any Freddy Hotspot, Chef Dreads, a lot of it. Just listen. Pick to Pick one; it's a favorite. Yeah, <laughs> go from old to back. The old groove. Um, yeah, really great. Um, but yeah, my favorite line is the Mac by my pelvis in my helmet laying. The yeah, shells that will bang. Is fucking hard. Make everything out of your helmet, helmet hang. hang. That's hard. That is. But hard that is fuck. us for this week. Done. It is for this episode, rather episode yeah. two. So. Be sure to tune in on Friday. We're going to do the fun show. Rob's still going to be in that. I'm not. Dude, I will admit, the one near my elbows is fucking hurting so bad right now. <laughs> it's going to feel weird when you do like this. No, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I know it's, it's going to feel weird, but it's fucking better than this. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to cut it off. Thank you. Cut the one off my elbows first. It's so painful. Three, two, one. Fucking go, cunt. Oh, my God. Oh, this is better. Like, taking that away. Like, I've got like a ring. You can see it in my bloody oh, flannel the there. Show, yeah. That's how hard pressed it was for the last two hours. Well, he's going to be in that. I'm going to have to put new ones on him. But that felt better than my first ever orgasm. <laughs> That's go. not even a lie. <laughs> I remember my first orgasm vividly. You don't need to say anything And more. that was better. All right. That's us for this I show. thought I was peeing. Be sure <laughs> to tune in next week. On my orgasm, not then. When... <laughs> We're not going to be talking about that stuff. We're going to be doing Who Am I? Uh, review... No, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah no, review, review, review. And a few other things. So oh. um, be sure to tune in next week for the best of. Bro, I just had about 12 then. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs>